0: 14. Performing festivals in the Lord's temple in the company of other devotees, and with music, singing and dancing. 15. Celebrating all varieties of yearly functions. 16. Offering foodstuffs to the Lord. 17. Taking initiation according to the Vedas and tantras. 18. Taking vows related to the Lord. 19. Being eager to establish deities of the Lord. 20. Endeavoring either alone or in association with others in constructing for the service of the Lord vegetable and flower gardens, temples, cities, and so on, 21, humbly cleansing the temple of the Lord, and, 22, rendering service to the Lord's house by painting it, washing it with water and decorating it with auspicious designs. After this, the process of worshipping the deity of the Supreme Lord is described in brief. SB 11.11.1. Text 1. Text. Shri Bhagavan Yuvaka Badho Muktidi Vyakkhaya Dunatomi Navastutah Gunasaya Mayamulatvanami Mokso Nabantanam. Word-for-word meanings. Shri Bhagavan Yuvaka, the Supreme Personality of Godhead said, Badha, in bondage, Muktah, liberated, Iti, thus, Vyakkhaya, the explanation of the living entity, Gunatah, due to the modes of material nature, the which are my potency, not, not, vastuta, in reality, gunasaya, of the modes of material nature, maya, my illusory energy, mulatva, because of being the cause, net not, me, of me, moksha, liberation, na, nor, bandhanam bondage. Translation. The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, My dear Anubha, due to the influence of the material modes of nature, which are under my control, the living entity is sometimes designated, as conditioned and sometimes, as liberated. In fact, however, the soul is never really bound up or liberated, and since I am the Supreme Lord of Maya, which is the cause of the modes of nature, I also am never to be considered liberated or in bondage. PURPORT In this chapter the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, explains the different characteristics of conditioned and liberated life, the symptoms by which one can recognize saintly persons, and the various processes of devotional service to the Lord. In the previous chapter, Adhova inquired from the Lord how conditioned and liberated life are possible. The Lord now replies that Adhova's question is somewhat superficial, since the pure spirit soul is never entangled in the material energy of the Lord. The living entity imagines a false connection with the three modes of nature and accepts the material body as the self. The living entity therefore suffers the consequences of his own imagination, just as one suffers the illusory activities of a dream. This does not indicate that the material world is illusory in the sense that it is non-existent. The material world is certainly real, being the potency of the personality of Godhead, and the living entity, being the superior potency of God, is also real. But the living entity's dream of being part and parcel of the material world is an illusion that drags him into the contradictory state called material conditioned life. The living entity is never actually bound or bound up, since he merely imagines a false connection with the material world. Because there is ultimately no permanent connection between the living entity and matter, there is no actual liberation. The living entity, being eternally transcendental to the inferior material energy of the Lord, is eternally liberated. Lord Krishna reveals that in one sense the living entity is factually not bound up and thus cannot be liberated. But in another sense, the terms bondage and liberation can be conveniently applied to indicate the particular situation of the individual soul, who is the marginal potency of the Lord. Although the individual soul is never actually bound to matter, he suffers the reactions of material nature because of false identification, and thus the term bata, or bound up, may be used to indicate the nature of a living entity's experience within the inferior energy of the Lord. Since Baha describes a false situation, freedom from such a false situation may also be described as moksha or liberation. Therefore the terms bondage and liberation are acceptable, if one understands that such terms only refer to temporary situations created by illusion and do not refer to the ultimate nature of the living entity. In this verse Lord Krishna states, The terms liberation and bondage can never be applied to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, since He is the Absolute Truth and the Supreme Controller of Everything. Lord Krishna is eternally the Supreme Transcendental Entity, and He can never be bound by illusion. It is the duty of the illusory potency of the personality of Godhead to attract the living entities to ignorance by creating the false impression of a blissful existence separate from Lord Krishna. The illusory conception of existence apart from the personality of Godhead is called Maya, or material illusion. Since Lord Krishna is the supreme absolute controller of Maya, there is no possibility that Maya could have any influence over the personality of Godhead. Thus the term bandhanam or bondage, cannot be applied to the eternal, blissful and omniscient personality of Godhead. The term moksha, or liberation, indicating freedom from lemdhana, is equally irrelevant to the Lord. Srila Bhaktis Adhanta Sirasvati Thakira has commented on this verse, as follows. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is endowed with great spiritual potencies. Because of mundane concoction, the conditioned soul imagines that the absolute truth is devoid of variegated spiritual potencies by which he may enjoy blissful life. Although the living entity is the spiritual potency of the Lord, he is presently situated in the inferior, illusory potency, and by engaging in mental speculation he becomes bound in conditioned life. Liberation means that the living entity should transfer himself to the spiritual potency of the Lord, which can be divided into three categories, Clagini, the potency of bliss, sandhini, the potency of eternal existence, and Samvit, the potency of omniscience. Since the personality of Godhead is eternally endowed with a pure existence of bliss and knowledge, he is never conditioned or liberated. The living entity, however, being entangled in the Lord's material potency, is sometimes conditioned and sometimes liberated. The neutral, original state of the three modes of nature is called Maya. When the three modes of nature interact, one of them will become powerful, subordinating the other two modes, until another mode becomes prominent. In this way, the three can be distinguished in their variety of manifestation. Although the threefold material potency expands from the personality of Godhead, the Lord himself in his personal form is the actual abode of the three spiritual potencies, namely eternality, bliss and knowledge. If one desires to become free from the entanglement of conditioned life within the material sky, called the kingdom of Maya, one must come to the spiritual sky, wherein the living entities are filled with bliss, possess eternal spiritual bodies and engage in the loving devotional service of the Lord. By developing one's eternal, spiritual form in the loving service of the Lord, one immediately transcends the duality of conditioned life and impersonal liberation and can directly experience the spiritual potencies of the Lord. At that time there is no possibility of false identification with the material world. Realizing oneself to be eternal spirit soul, the living entity can understand that he is never truly connected to matter because he is part of the superior energy of the Lord. Therefore, both material bondage and liberation are ultimately meaningless within the reality of the spiritual sky. The living entity is the marginal potency of the Lord and should exercise his free will to engage in the pure devotional service of the Lord. By reviving one's eternal, spiritual body one can understand oneself to be a minute particle of the spiritual potency of the Lord. In other words, the living entity is a minute particle of eternity, bliss and omniscience, and thus in full Krishna consciousness there is no possibility of his being carried away by the illusion of the three modes of nature. In conclusion, it may be stated that the individual living entity is never actually entangled in matter and is thus not liberated, although his illusory state may be accurately described as entangled and liberated. On the other hand, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is eternally situated in His own spiritual potencies and can never be described as being bound up, and thus there is no meaning to the concept of the Lord's freeing Himself from such a non-existent condition. SB 11.11.2 Text 2 Text Text. Word-for-word meanings Soka Lamentation, Moha, and Illusion, Sukhum, Happiness, Dukhum, Distress, Dehapadah, Accepting a Material Body, Ka, Also, maya, By the Influence of Maya, Svetnah, A Dream, Yatha, Just as, Atmanah, of the Intelligence, kayata, Merely an Idea, samsrata, Material Existence, mat Na- Is Not, Too, Indeed, Vast of the, Real. Translation. Just as a dream is merely a creation of one's intelligence but has no actual substance, similarly, material lamentation, illusion, happiness, distress and the acceptance of the material body under the influence of Maya are all creations of my illusory energy. In other words, material existence has no essential reality. PURPORT The word Diha indicates that the living entity falsely identifies himself with the external material body and thus transmigrates from one body to another. Apatih also indicates great suffering or misfortune. Because of such false identification under the influence of illusion, the living entity experiences the miserable symptoms described here. Maya means the false concept that anything can exist without Lord Krishna or for any purpose other than the pleasure of the Supreme Lord. Although the conditioned living entities are trying to enjoy material sense gratification, the result is always painful, and such painful experiences turn the conditioned soul back toward the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In other words, the ultimate purpose of the material creation is to bring the living entity back to the loving devotional service of the Lord. Therefore, even the sufferings of the material world may be seen as the transcendental mercy of the Personality of Godhead. The conditioned soul, imagining that material objects are meant for his personal enjoyment, bitterly laments the loss of such objects. In this verse, the example is given of a dream in which the material intelligence creates many illusory objects. Similarly, our polluted material consciousness creates the false impression of material sense gratification, but this phantasmagoria, being devoid of Krishna consciousness, has no real existence. By surrendering to polluted material consciousness, the living entity is afflicted with innumerable troubles. The only solution is to see Lord Krishna within everything and everything within Lord Krishna. Thus, one understands that Lord Krishna is the supreme enjoyer, the proprietor of everything and the well-wishing friend of all living beings. In material illusion there is no understanding of one's eternal, spiritual body, nor is there knowledge of the absolute truth. Therefore, material existence, even in its most sophisticated or pious form, is always foolishness. One should not misunderstand the example of the dream to mean that the material world has no real existence. Material nature is the manifestation of the Lord's external potency, just as the spiritual sky is the manifestation of the Lord's internal potency. Although material objects are subject to transformation and thus have no permanent existence, the material energy is real, because it comes from the supreme reality, Lord Krishna. It is only our false acceptance of the material body, as the factual self and our foolish dream that the material world is meant for our pleasure that have no real existence. They are merely mental concoctions. One should cleanse oneself of material designations and wake up to the all-pervading reality of the personality of Godhead, Lord Krishna. SB 11.11.3 Text 3 Text Word for Word meanings Vidaya, knowledge, avidaya and Ignorance, Mama, My, tanu Manifested Energies, Venhi, Please Understand, Adva, O Adhova, Sererinum, of the Embodied Living Entities, moksa Liberation, bandha Bondage, Kari, Causing, Adai, Original, Eternal, Maya, By the Potency, Me, Mi, My, might Produced. Translation. O Adhova, Both Knowledge and Ignorance, Being Products of Maya, are Expansions of My Potency. Both knowledge and ignorance are beginningless and perpetually award liberation and bondage to embodied living beings. PURPORT By the expansion of Vidaya, or knowledge, a conditioned soul is liberated from the clutches of Maya, and similarly, by the expansion of a vidaya, or ignorance, the conditioned soul is driven further into illusion and bondage. Both knowledge and ignorance are products of the mighty potency of the Personality of Godhead. The living being is bound by illusion, when he considers himself the proprietor of the subtle and gross material bodies. According to Srila Jivagasvami the living entity may be designated as Jivamaya, whereas matter is called guna-maya. The living entity places his living potency, Jivamaya, in the grip of the mundane qualitative potency, Gunamaya, and falsely dreams that he is part and parcel of the material world. Such an artificial mixture is called illusion or ignorance. When all of the Lord's potencies are correctly perceived in their proper categories, the living entity is liberated from material bondage and returns to his blissful eternal residence in the spiritual sky. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is not different from his potencies, yet he is always above them, as the Supreme Controller. The Supreme Personality of Godhead may be designated as Mukta or liberated, only to indicate that he is eternally free from material contamination and never to indicate that the Lord has been freed from actual entanglement in a material situation. According to Srila Madhavakariya, Vidya indicates the Goddess of Fortune, the internal potency of the Lord, whereas a indicates Durga, the external potency of the Lord. Ultimately, however, the personality of Godhead can transform his potencies according to his own desire, as explained by Srila Prabhupada in his commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam 1.3.34, because the Lord is the absolute transcendence, all of his forms, names, pastimes, attributes, associates and energies are identical with him. His transcendental energy acts according to his omnipotency. The same energy acts as his external, internal and marginal energies, and by his omnipotency he can perform anything and everything through the agency of any of the above energies. He can turn the external energy into internal by his will. Srila Sridharasvami notes in this regard that, although the Lord has explained in the first verse of this chapter that the living entity is never actually in bondage, and therefore never actually liberated, one may apply the terms bondage and liberation, if one remembers that the living entity is eternally a transcendental fragment of the personality of Godhead. Further, one should not misinterpret the words maya-nevener might to indicate that both material bondage and liberation are temporary states, being creations of the potency of the Lord. Therefore, the term adai, or primeval and eternal is used in this verse. The Vedaya. And avidaya potencies of the Lord are stated to be creations of maya. Because they carry out the functions of the Lord's potencies. The Vedaya potency engages the living entities in the Lord's pastimes, whereas the avidaya potency engages the living entities in forgetting the Lord and merging into darkness. Actually, both knowledge and ignorance are eternal alternatives of the marginal potency of the Lord, and in this sense it is not incorrect to state that the living entity is either eternally conditioned or eternally liberated. The term inner might, or produced, in this case indicates that the Lord expands his own energy as knowledge and ignorance, which display the functions of the Lord's internal and external potencies. Such potential exhibitions may appear and disappear in different times, places and circumstances, but material bondage and spiritual freedom are eternal options of the marginal potency of the Lord. SB 11.11.4 Text 4. Text. Ekasaya Word for word meanings: ekasaya of the one, eva certainly, mama my, mms part and parcel, jivasaya of the living entity, eva certainly, matomate almost intelligent one, bandha bondage, asaya of him, vidaya by ignorance, anadih, beginningless, vidaya by knowledge. And, Tatha, similarly, idra the opposite of bondage, liberation. Translation. Almost intelligent unto the living entity, called jiva is part and parcel of me, but due to ignorance he has been suffering in material bondage since time immemorial. By knowledge, however, he can be liberated. Purport. Just as the sun reveals itself through its own light or covers itself by creating clouds, the personality of Godhead reveals and covers himself by knowledge and ignorance, which are expansions of his potency. As stated in bhagavad Jiva 7.5. Besides this inferior nature, O oh mighty armed Arjuna, there is a superior energy of mine consisting of all living entities who are struggling with material nature and are sustaining the universe. Srila Prabhupada states in connection with this verse, the Supreme Lord Krishna is the only controller, and all living entities are controlled by Him. These living entities are His superior energy, because the quality of their existence is one and the same with the Supreme, but they are never equal to the Lord in quantity of power. Because of quantitative inferiority of potency, the living entity becomes covered by Maya and is again liberated by surrendering to the Lord. The word Amsa, or part and parcel, is also mentioned in Bhagavad-Jiva, 15.7, The living entity is Amsa, or a minute particle, and therefore subject to liberation and bondage. As stated in the Visnu Purana this new sakti paraprakrtic satrajna kathapara medaya karmasamjna nayatratyas sakti 8 left square bracket cc man 6.154 right square bracket the supreme personality of godhead this new, possesses his superior internal potency as well as the potency called satrajna sakti this satrajna sakti is also spiritual potency but it is sometimes covered by the third or material potency called ignorance. Thus because of the various stages of covering, the second, or marginal, potency is manifested in different evolutionary phases. Srila Bhaktivinoda has written that the living entity has been executing fruitive activities since time immemorial. Thus his conditioned life may be called beginningless. Such conditioned life, however, is not endless, since the living entity may achieve liberation through the loving devotional service of the Lord. Since the living entity may acquire liberation, Srila Thakura states that his liberated life begins at a certain point but is endless, because liberated life is understood to be eternal. In any case, one who has achieved the shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, may be understood to be eternally liberated, since such a person has entered into the eternal atmosphere of the spiritual sky. Since there is no material time in the spiritual sky, one who has achieved his eternal spiritual body on Lord Krishna's planet is not subject to the influence of time. His eternal blissful life with Krishna is not designated in terms of material past, present and future and is therefore called eternal liberation. Material time is conspicuous by its absence in the spiritual sky, and every living entity there is eternally liberated, having attained the supreme situation. Such liberation can be achieved by Vidaya, or perfect knowledge, which is understood in three phases called Brahman, Paramatma and Bhagavan, as described in Srimad Bhagavatam. The ultimate phase of Vidaya, or knowledge, is to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In Bhagavad Jiva such knowledge is called Raja or the King of All Knowledge, and it awards the Supreme Liberation. SB 11.11.5 Text 5 Text Atha Babhassaya Maktassaya Velaxanayam Vedami Te Virata Dharmanas Tadas Thitayarika Dharmani. Word for word meanings. Atha, thus, Babhassaya, of the conditioned soul, Maktassaya, of the liberated personality of Godhead, Velaxanayam, different characteristics, Vedami, I will now speak, te, unto you, Virata, opposing, Dharmanai, whose two natures, Tata, My dear Ahuva, Svitaya, of the two who are situated, Ikadarmini, in the one body which manifests their different characteristics. Translation. Thus, my dear Ahuva, in the same material body we find opposing characteristics, such as great happiness and misery. That is, because both the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is eternally liberated, as well as the conditioned soul are within the body. I shall now speak to you about their different characteristics report. In verse 36 of the previous chapter, Adhova inquired about the different symptoms of liberated and conditioned life. Srila Sridharasvami explains that the characteristics of bondage and liberation may be understood into divisions, as the difference between the ordinary conditioned soul and the eternally liberated personality of Godhead, or, as the difference between conditioned and liberated living entities in the Jiva category. The Lord will first explain the difference between the ordinary living entity and the Supreme Personality of Godhead, which may be understood as the difference between the controlled and the controller. SB 11.11.6 Text 6 Text Word for Word Meanings Superna- Two birds. Ita these sadrasa similar sakheya friends yadrakeya by chance. Ita these two Krita, made nidah a nest gas and vroset in a tree ekah one teah of the two Kadati, is eating pipula of the tree anam the fruits inya, the other nirana not eating happy although blina by strength buine he is superior. Translation by chance. Two birds have made a nest together in the same tree. The two birds are friends and are of a similar nature. One of them, however, is eating the fruits of the tree, whereas the other, who does not eat the fruits, is in a superior position due to his potency. PURPORT The example of two birds in the same tree is given to illustrate the presence within the heart of the material body of both the individual soul and the super soul, the personality of Godhead. Just as a bird makes a nest in a tree, the living entity sits within the heart. The example is appropriate, because the bird is always distinct from the tree. Similarly, both the individual soul and the supersoul are distinct entities, separate from the temporary material body. The word Belina indicates that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is satisfied by His own internal potency, which consists of eternality, omniscience and bliss. As indicated by the word Buin, or having superior existence, the Supreme Lord is always in a superior position, whereas the living entity is sometimes in illusion and sometimes enlightened. The word Buayna indicates that the Lord is never in darkness or ignorance, but is always full in his perfect, blissful consciousness. Thus, the Lord is nirana, or uninterested in the bitter fruits of material activities, whereas the ordinary conditioned soul busily consumes such bitter fruits, thinking them to be sweet. Ultimately, the fruit of all material endeavor is death, but the living entity foolishly thinks material things will bring him pleasure. The word Sakhaya, or two friends, is also significant. Our real friend is Lord Krishna, who is situated within our heart. Only he knows our actual needs, and only he can give us real happiness. Lord Krishna is so kind that he patiently sits in the heart, trying to guide the conditioned soul back home, back to Godhead. Certainly no material friend would remain with his foolish companion for millions of years, especially if his companion were to ignore him or even curse him. But Lord Krishna is such a faithful, loving friend that he accompanies even the most demoniac living entity and is also in the heart of the insect, pig and dog. That is, because Lord Krishna is supremely Krishna conscious and sees every living entity as part and parcel of himself. Every living being should give up the bitter fruits of the tree of material existence. One should turn one's face to the Lord within the heart and revive one's eternal loving relationship with one's real friend, Lord Krishna. The word Sadrasa, or of similar nature, indicates that both the living entity and the personality of Godhead are conscious entities. As part and parcel of the Lord we share the Lord's nature, but in infinitesimal quantity. Thus the Lord and the living entity are Sadrasa. A similar statement is found in the Svetis Vedra Apanasad, 4.6. samanam sveti there are two birds in one tree. One of them is eating the fruits of the tree, while the other is witnessing the actions. The witness is the Lord, and the eater is the living entity. SB 11.11.7 Text 7 Text Word-for-word word meanings Atmanam. Himself, Inyam, the other, Kas, also, said he, Vina, knows, Vinvan, being omniscient, a Pipaladah, not eating the fruits of the tree, Nat, not, to but, Pipaladah, the one who is eating the fruits of the tree, Yah, who, a with ignorance, Yuk, filled, said he, too, indeed, Nataya, eternally, Banah. conditioned, maya full of perfect knowledge, Yah, who, said he, 2, indeed, Nittiah, eternally, Mukta, liberated. Translation. The bird who does not eat the fruits of the tree is the supreme personality of Godhead, who by his omniscience perfectly understands his own position and that of the conditioned living entity, represented by the eating bird. That living entity, on the other hand, does not understand himself or the Lord. He is covered by ignorance and is thus called eternally conditioned. Whereas the personality of Godhead, being full of perfect knowledge, is eternally liberated. PURPORT The word Vedaya Maya in this verse indicates the internal potency of the Lord and not the external potency, Matamaya. Within the material world there is Vedaya, or material science, and a Vedaya, or material ignorance, but in this verse Vedaya means the internal spiritual knowledge by which the personality of Godhead is fixed in omniscience. The example of two birds in a tree, which is given in many Vedic literatures, demonstrates the statement Nitaio There are two categories of eternal living entities, namely the Supreme Lord and the minute Jiva Soul. The conditioned Jiva Soul, forgetting his identity as an eternal servant of the Lord, tries to enjoy the fruits of his own activities and thus comes under the spell of ignorance. This bondage of ignorance has existed since time immemorial and can be rectified only by one's taking to the loving devotional service of the Lord, which is full of spiritual knowledge. In conditioned life the living entity is forced by the laws of nature to engage in pious and impious fruitive activities, but the liberated position of every living entity is to offer the fruits of his work to the Lord, the supreme enjoyer. It should be understood that even when the living entity is in a liberated condition, his knowledge is never equal in quantity to that of the personality of Godhead. Even Lord Brahma, the supreme living entity within this universe, acquires only partial knowledge of the personality of Godhead and his potencies. In bhagavad Gita, 4.5, the Lord explains his superior knowledge to Arjuna. Bahuni mi vietivani janmani Tani atum vidasarvani. Natvam vetsa The blessed Lord said, Many, many births both you and I have passed. I can remember all of them, but you cannot, O subduer of the enemy. The term Bata, or bound, is also understood to refer to the living entity's eternal dependence upon the Lord, either in the conditioned or liberated state. In the kingdom of Maya the living entity is bound to the cruel laws of birth and death, whereas in the spiritual sky the living entity is fixed in a bond of love to the Lord. Liberation means freedom from the miseries of life, but never freedom from one's loving relationship with Lord Krishna, which is the essence of one's eternal existence. According to Srila Madhvakaraya, the Lord is the only eternally free living entity, and all other living entities are eternally dependent and bound to the Lord, either through blissful loving service or through the bondage of Maya. The conditioned soul should give up tasting the bitter fruits of the tree of material existence and turn to his dear most friend, Lord Krishna, who is sitting within his heart. There is no pleasure equal to or greater than the pleasure of pure devotional service to Lord Krishna, and by tasting the fruit of love of Krishna, the liberated living entity enters the ocean of happiness. SB 11.11.8 TEXT 8 TEXT Dihastho pina dihastho vidvan svatna dyutthot fitaha dihastho pai dihastho kumata svatna drg yatha. Word for word meanings. Diha, in the material body, svat, situated, api, although, nat, not, diha, in the body, svat, situated, vidvan, unenlightened person, svatnat, from a dream, yatha, just as, utfitaha, having risen, a diha, not in the body, svat, situated, api, although, diha, in the body, svah, situated, Kumabih, a foolish person, svatna a dream, DRK, seeing, Yatha, just as. Translation. One who is enlightened in self-realization, although living within the material body, sees himself as transcendental to the body, just as one who has arisen from a dream gives up identification with the dream body. A foolish person, however, although not identical with his material body but transcendental to it, thinks himself to be situated in the body, just as one who is dreaming sees himself as situated in an imaginary body. PURPORT In Lord Krishna's discussion of the different characteristics of liberated and conditioned souls, the Lord first clarified the distinction between the eternally liberated personality of Godhead and the marginal potency, the innumerable jivas, who are sometimes conditioned and sometimes liberated. In this and the next nine verses, the Lord describes the different symptoms of liberated and conditioned jiva souls. In a dream one sees oneself in an imaginary body, but upon waking one gives up all identification with that body. Similarly, one who has awakened to Krishna consciousness no longer identifies with the gross or subtle material bodies, nor does he become affected by the happiness and distress of material life. On the other hand, a foolish person Cumity does not awaken from the dream of material existence and is afflicted with innumerable problems due to false identification with the gross and subtle material bodies. One should become situated in one's eternal spiritual identity, Nityasvarupa. By properly identifying oneself as the eternal servant of Krishna, one becomes relieved of his false material identity, and therefore the miseries of illusory existence immediately cease, just as the anxiety of a troublesome dream ceases as soon as one awakens to his normal, pleasant surroundings. It should be understood, however, that the analogy of awakening from a dream can never be applied to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is never in illusion. The Lord is eternally awake and enlightened in his own unique category called this new tattva. Such knowledge is easily understood by one who is Vedvan, or enlightened in Krishna consciousness. SB 11.11.9. Text 9. Text. Indriyaira Suguna Rapiduni Sukagravayaman Svatam Yastis Word for word meanings. Indriya by the senses, indriya of the senses, arthisu in the objects, Gunay, by those generated from the modes of nature, Api, even, Gunisu, in those generated by the same modes, Ka, also, manisu as they are being accepted, Atom, false ego, Kurite, should create, mat not, Venvan, one who is enlightened, Yah, who, too. Indeed, kriya is not affected by material desire. Translation. An enlightened person who is free from the contamination of material desire does not consider himself to be the performer of bodily activities, rather, he knows that in all such activities it is only the senses, born of the modes of nature, that are contacting sense objects born of the same modes of nature. PURPORT Lord Krishna makes a similar statement in Bhagavad-Gita, 3.28. karma MATHABAHOGUNA KARMAVIDHAGAYAHGUNA GUNI SUVERTANTIDI MATVANESAJJIT one who is in knowledge of the Absolute Truth Almighty oh Armed, does not engage himself in the senses and sense gratification, knowing well the difference between work in devotion and work for fruitive results. The material body always interacts with the sense objects, for in order to survive the body must eat, drink, speak, sleep, and so on, but an enlightened person who knows the science of Krishna consciousness never thinks, I am accepting these sense objects as my property. They are meant for my pleasure. Similarly, if the body performs a wonderful activity, a Krishna conscious person does not become proud, nor is he depressed by the failure of the body to function in a particular way. In other words, Krishna consciousness means giving up identification with the gross and subtle material bodies. One should see them as the external energy of the Lord, working under the direction of the Lord's empowered representative maya. One absorbed in fruitive activities works under the jurisdiction of Matamaya, or the external illusory potency, and experiences the miseries of material existence. On the other hand, a devotee works under the internal potency, called Yobamaya, and remains satisfied by offering his loving service to the Lord. In either case, the Lord himself, by his multifarious potencies, is the ultimate performer of action. According to Srila Visvanathakravarti Thakura, one who claims to be transcendental to the bodily concept of life, but at the same time remains under the influence of material desire and mental transformation, is understood to be a cheater and the lowest type of conditioned soul. SB 11.11.10 Text 10. Text. Devadhin sarayarsmingunabhavina karmanna verdamannobhastatrakartesmatinabhahate. Word for Word Meanings. Deva, of one's previous fruitive activities, Adhine, which is under the influence, Sarair, in the material body, Asman, in this, Guna, by the modes of nature, Bhavina, which are produced, Karmana, by fruitive activities, vertamana, being situated, Abadha, one who is foolish, tatra within the bodily functions, Karda, the doer, Asni, I am, iti thus, Nibadhaite, is bound up. Translation. An unintelligent person situated within the body created by his previous fruitive activities thinks, I am the performer of action. Bewildered by false ego, such a foolish person is therefore bound up by fruitive activities, which are in fact carried out by the modes of nature. PURPORT As stated in Bhagavad Gita, 3.27 PRAKRAKAH KRIYA MANANI gune KARMANI SARVASAHANKARAVAMANHAKARDAHAMIDI MANIATE The Living Entity is dependent on the Supreme Entity, Lord Krishna, but because of false pride he ignores the Supreme Personality of Godhead and considers himself to be the performer of action and enjoyer of everything. Srila Madhavakaraya states that, just as a king punishes a rebellious subject, the Supreme Lord punishes the sinful Living Entity by forcing him to transmigrate from one body to another in the network of the illusory energy. SB 11.11.11 Text 11 Text. Evam Virakta Sayana Asana Tana Majjain Darsana Sparsana Grana Bajanas Ravanadasu Natha Badha Vidvan Tatra Tatra Dayangun Word for word meanings Evam, thus, Virakta, detached from material enjoyment, saying, in lying or sleeping, asana, in sitting, atana, walking, jane or in bathing, darsana, in seeing, sparsana, touching, grana, smelling, bajana, eating. Savanna, hearing, Adesu, and so on, Nat, not, Tatha. In that way, Badheit, is bound, Venvan, an intelligent person, Tatra-Tatra, wherever he goes, Adain, causing to experience, Gunan, the senses, born of the modes of nature. Translation. An enlightened person fixed in detachment engages his body in lying down, sitting, walking, bathing, seeing, touching, smelling, eating, hearing and so on, but is never entangled by such activities. Indeed, remaining as a witness to all bodily functions, he merely engages his bodily senses with their objects and does not become entangled like an unintelligent person. Purport. In the previous chapter, Atava asked Lord Krishna why an enlightened person, just like a conditioned soul, engages in external bodily functions. Here is the Lord's answer. While engaged in bodily functions, an intelligent person is attached to both the means and end of material life and therefore experiences intense lamentation and jubilation on the material platform. A self-realized soul, however, studies the inevitable defeat and suffering of ordinary persons and does not make the mistake of trying to enjoy the bodily functions even slightly. He instead remains a detached witness, merely engaging his senses in the normal functions of bodily maintenance. As indicated here by the word adayin, he engages something other than his actual self in material experience. SB eleven. eleven. twelve SB eleven. eleven. thirteen SB eleven. eleven. Texts twelve to thirteen Text Prakritis tho acto yathakam savitana lavesaradi exe sangasit a pradabata ivas vatman Word for word meanings Prakriti, in the material world, Svah, situated, happy, even though, asamsakta completely detached from sense gratification, Yatha, just as, Kam the sky, Savita, the sun, Anila, the wind, Veseradaya, by most expert, Ixaya, vision, Asanga, through detachment, Seteya, sharpened, China, cut to pieces, Samsaya, doubts, Pradabandha. Awakened, Iva, like, Svatnit, from a dream, Nanavit, from the duality of variety of the material world, Venevrdit, one turns away or renounces. Translation. Although the sky, or space, is the resting place of everything, the sky does not mix with anything, nor is it entangled. Similarly, the sun is not at all attached to the water in which it is reflected within innumerable reservoirs, and the mighty wind blowing everywhere is not affected by the innumerable aromas and atmospheres through which it passes. In the same way, a self-realized soul is completely detached from the material body and the material world around it. He is like a person who has awakened and arisen from a dream. With expert vision sharpened by detachment, the self-realized soul cuts all doubts to pieces through knowledge of the self and completely withdraws his consciousness from the expansion of material variety. PURPORT According to Srila Bhaktis and Hanta Sirasvati Fakura, a self-realized soul cuts all doubts to pieces by direct experience of his true spiritual identity. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is Lord Krishna, and there is no possibility of any existence separate from Lord Krishna. Such expert knowledge cuts all doubts to pieces. As stated here, Prakriti's Thopiasam's acta, like the sky, the sun or the wind, one who is self-realized is not entangled, though situated within the material creation of the Lord. Nanadva, or material variety, refers to one's material body, the bodies of others and the unlimited paraphernalia for bodily sense gratification, both physical and mental. By awakening to Krishna consciousness, one completely retires from illusory sense gratification and becomes absorbed in the progressive realization of the soul situated within the body. As revealed in the example of the two birds in a tree, both the individual soul and the personality of Godhead are completely separate from the gross and subtle material bodies. If one turns one's face to the Lord, recognizing one's eternal dependence on him, there will be no further suffering or anxiety, even though one is still situated within the material world. The unlimited experiences of material objects only increase one's anxiety, whereas perception of the absolute truth, Shri Krishna, immediately brings one to the platform of peace. Thus one who is intelligent retires from the world of matter and becomes a fully self-realized Krishna conscious person. SB 11.11.14. Text 14. Text. Yasaya sire vida sankal kah prenandriyam anodiyam vrataya samanur Word for word meanings. Yasaya, uh, of whom, sire, they are, vida, freed from, sankal material desire. Prana, of the vital energy, Indriya, the senses, mana, the mind, dhyam, and of intelligence, Vratayah, the functions, sah, such a person, the completely freed, Diha, in the body, svah, situated, happy, even though, high, certainly, tat. Of the body, gune, from all of the qualities. Translation A person is considered to be completely liberated from the gross and subtle material bodies when all the functions of his vital energy, senses, mind and intelligence are performed without material desire. Such a person, although situated within the body, is not entangled. PURPORT The material body and mind are subject to lamentation, illusion hunger, lust, greed, insanity, frustration, etc., but one who remains active in this world without attachment is considered the nirmata, or completely liberated. The vital energy, senses, mind and intelligence are purified when engaged in the devotional service of Lord Krishna, as confirmed throughout Srimad Bhagavatam. SB 11.11.15 Text 15. Text. (laughs) Yasayatma hymns, <laughs> I ate hymns, Ruriena kinsid madrakaya, Rsayat vac vasatatra navayatakriyat Word for word meanings. Yasaya, uh, of whom, Adma, the body, Himsayate, is attacked, hims-ray, by sinful people or violent animals, Yina, by someone, Kinsit, somewhat, Yadrakaya, somehow or other, or is worshipped, Vat, or, Kvasit somewhere, Tatra, therein, na, not, viatakriyate, is transformed or affected, but ha, one who is intelligent. Translation. Sometimes for no apparent reason one's body is attacked by cruel people or violent animals. At other times and in other places, one will suddenly be offered great respect or worship. One who becomes neither angry when attacked nor satisfied when worshipped is actually intelligent. PURPORT If one does not become angry when attacked for no apparent reason, and if one does not become enlivened when glorified or worshipped, then one has passed the test of self-realization and is considered fixed in spiritual intelligence. Adhova asked Lord Krishna, by what symptoms can a self-realized person be recognized? Just as Lord Krishna enlightened Arjuna, he now explains the same subject matter to Adhova. In this verse the Lord describes symptoms by which it is very easy to recognize a saintly person, for a normal person becomes furious when criticized or attacked and overwhelmed with joy when glorified by others. There is a similar statement by Yajnavakaya to the effect that one who is actually intelligent does not become angry, though pricked with thorns, and does not become satisfied at heart merely by being worshipped with auspicious paraphernalia such as sandalwood. Sb 11.11.16 text 16 text nastu Vitanani indita Sabhayam varjitah or word for word meanings. Nastuvita does not praise, Nanyandita, does not criticize, Kurvita, those who are working, Sanhu, very nicely, Asanhu, very badly, vat or, Vedita, those who are speaking, Gunada Sabhayam, from good and bad qualities, Varjita, Freed, Samadhi or k seeing things equally, Munadha, a saintly sage. Translation. A saintly sage sees with equal vision and therefore is not affected by that which is materially good or bad. Indeed, although he observes others performing good and bad work and speaking properly and improperly, the sage does not praise or criticize anyone. SB 11.11.17 Text 17 Text Word for Word meanings Nakurite, should not do, navatit, should not speak, kinsit, anything, nadiyat, should not contemplate, sanhua sanhuvat, either good or bad things, at one who is taking pleasure in self realization, anadaya, with this, vrataya, lifestyle, Vikarat. he should wonder, jadavat, just like a stunted person, Munah, a saintly sage. Translation for the purpose of maintaining his body, a liberated sage should not act, speak or contemplate in terms of material good or bad. Rather, he should be detached in all material circumstances, and taking pleasure in self-realization, he should wander about engaged in this liberated life-style, appearing like a retarded person to outsiders. PURPORT According to Srila Jiva Gosvami, this verse describes a type of discipline recommended for the Jnana Yogis, who by intelligence try to understand that they are not their material bodies. One who is engaged in the devotional service of the Lord, however, accepts and rejects material things in terms of their usefulness in the loving service of Lord Krishna. One who is trying to preach Krishna consciousness should be seen as very intelligent and not Jadavat, or stunted, as described here. Although a devotee of the Lord does not act, speak or contemplate for his personal sense gratification, he remains very busy working, speaking and meditating in the devotional service of the Lord. The devotee makes elaborate plans to engage all the fallen souls in Lord Krishna's service so they can be purified and go back home, back to Godhead. Merely rejecting material things is not perfect consciousness. One must see everything as the property of the Lord and meant for the Lord's pleasure. One busily engaged in spreading the Krishna consciousness movement has no time to make material distinctions and thus automatically comes to the liberated platform. SB 11.11.18 Text 18 Text Word for Word meanings Sabda Brahmani, in the Vedic literature, Nisnata, expert through complete study, Nanisnayat, does not absorb the mind, pair, in the supreme, yadi, if Srama, labor, Tassaya, is Srama, of great endeavor, Phala the fruit, high, certainly, advanam, a cow that gives no milk, Iva, like raksata, of one who is taking care of. Translation If through meticulous study one becomes expert in reading Vedic literature but makes no endeavor to fix one's mind on the supreme personality of Godhead, then one's endeavor is certainly like that of a man who works very hard to take care of a cow that gives no milk. In other words, the fruit of one's laborious study of Vedic knowledge will simply be the labor itself. There will be no other tangible result. PURPORT Srila Visvanathakravarti Thakura explains that the word pair, the supreme, in this verse indicates the supreme personality of Godhead rather than the impersonal Brahman, because Lord Krishna, the speaker of these instructions, makes references in later verses to his personality as the supreme. An impersonal interpretation in this case would be or a contradictory interpretation that creates a logical conflict with other slokas, verses spoken in the same context. It requires great endeavor to take care of a cow. One must either grow food grains to feed the cow or maintain suitable pastures. If the pasture is not properly maintained, poisonous weeds will grow, or snakes will multiply, and there will be danger. Cows are infected by many types of diseases and bugs and must be regularly cleaned and disinfected. Similarly, fences must be maintained around the cow pasture, and there is even more work to be done. If the cow gives no milk, however, then one certainly performs hard labor with no tangible result. Laborious effort is also required to learn the Sanskrit language well enough to discern the subtle and esoteric meaning of the Vedic mantras. If after such great labor one does not understand the spiritual body of the supreme personality of Godhead, which is the source of all happiness in life, and if one does not surrender to the Lord as the supreme shelter of all things, then one has certainly labored hard with no tangible result other than his own labor. Even a liberated soul who has given up the bodily concept of life will fall down if he does not take shelter of the supreme personality of Godhead. The word nisnata, or expert, indicates that one must ultimately achieve the goal of life, otherwise one is not expert. As stated by Kaitanaya Mahaprabhu, Pramatka Martho Matan, the actual goal of human life is love of Godhead, and no one can be considered expert without achieving this goal. SB 11.11.19 Text 19 Text Gam dugcha dahum asadum ka bariam detum pirat inam asad prajam ka venom tis via turthi kratam and bavakum hinam mauraxati dukha dukhi. Word for word meanings. Gam, a cow, dugcha, whose milk, dahum, already taken, asadum, unchaste, ka, also, bariam, a wife, detum, a body, parat, upon others, adhinam, always dependent, asat, useless, prajam, children, ka, also, venom, wealth. Too, but, a turthy kratam, not given to the proper recipient, and a, O Adhova, vacuum. Vedic knowledge, Ginnam, devoid, maya, of knowledge of me, raksati. he takes care of, dukha dukhi, he who suffers one misery after another. Translation. My dear Adhova, that man is certainly most miserable who takes care of a cow that gives no milk, an unchaste wife, a body totally dependent on others, useless children or wealth not utilized for the right purpose. Similarly, one who studies Vedic knowledge devoid of my glories is also most miserable. PURPORT A human being is actually learned or expert when he understands that all material objects perceived through the various senses are expansions of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and that nothing exists without the support of the Supreme Lord. In this verse, through various examples, it is concluded that the power of speech is useless if not engaged in the support of the Supreme Lord. According to Srila Visvanifika Thakura, this verse implies that all of the functions of the various senses are useless, if they are not engaged in the glorification of God. Indeed, the Advaita Brahmana previously stated to King Yadav that, if the tongue is not controlled, one's entire program of sense control is a failure. One cannot control the tongue, unless he vibrates the glories of the Lord. The example of the milkless cow is significant. A gentleman never kills a cow, and therefore, when a cow becomes sterile and no longer gives milk, one must engage in the laborious task of protecting her, since no one will purchase a useless cow. For some time, the greedy owner of a sterile cow may continue thinking, I have already invested so much money in taking care of this cow, and certainly in the near future she will again become pregnant and give milk but when this hope is proven futile, he becomes neglectful and indifferent to the health and safety of the animal. Because of such sinful neglect, he must suffer in the next life, after having already suffered because of the sterile cow in the present life. Similarly, although a man may discover that his wife is neither chaste nor affectionate, he may be so eager to get children that he goes on taking care of such a useless wife, thinking, I will teach my wife the religious duties of a chaste woman. By hearing historical examples of great women surely her heart will change, and she will become a wonderful wife to me. Unfortunately, the unchaste wife in many cases does not change and also gives a man many useless children who are just as foolish and irreligious as she. Such children never give any happiness to the father, yet the father tediously labors to take care of them. Also, one who has accumulated wealth by the mercy of God must be vigilant to give in charity to the right person and for the right cause. If such a right person or cause appears and one hesitates and selfishly does not give in charity, one loses his reputation, and in the next life he will be poverty-stricken. One who fails to give properly in charity spends his life anxiously protecting his wealth, which ultimately brings him no fame or happiness. The previous examples are given to illustrate the uselessness of laboriously studying Vedic knowledge that does not glorify the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Srila Jiva Gosvami comments that the spiritual vibration of the Vedas is meant to bring one to the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord, Krishna. Many processes for achieving the supreme truth are recommended in the Upanishads and other Vedic literatures, but because of their innumerable and seemingly contradictory explanations, commentaries and injunctions, one cannot achieve the absolute truth, the personality of Godhead, merely by reading such literature. If, however, one understands Sri Krishna to be the ultimate cause of all causes and reads the Upanishads, and other Vedic literature as glorification of the Supreme Lord, then one can actually become fixed at the Lord's lotus feet. For example, His Divine Grace Srila Prabhupada translated and commented upon Sri Isapanasad in such a way that it brings the reader closer to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Undoubtedly, the lotus feet of Lord Krishna are the only reliable boats by which to cross the turbulent ocean of material existence. Even Lord Brahma has stated in the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam that if one gives up the auspicious path of bhakti and takes to the fruitless labor of Vedic speculation, one is just like a fool who beats empty husks in hopes of getting rice. Srila Jivagasvami recommends that one completely ignore dry Vedic speculation because it does not bring one to the point of devotional service to the absolute truth, Lord Sri Krishna. SB 11.11.20 Text 20 Text Yes, I am Nami Pavanam Anga Karma Abhava Lava Janma Vasai Jiram Tam Big Word for word meanings. Yes, I am, in which, literature, Nat, not, me, my, Pavanam, purifying, Anga, Oadhava, uh, karma, activities, Sthiti, maintenance, uh, Abhava, creation. Kraniratam and annihilation, asaya of the material world, lila among the pastime incarnations, Ipsata, desired, janma appearance, vath or siat is, Vandhyam, Baron, jiram vibration, tam this big height, should support na, not not dear an unintelligent person. Translation. My dear Utova, an intelligent person should never take to literatures that do not contain descriptions of my activities, which purify the whole universe. Indeed, I create, maintain and annihilate the entire material manifestation. Among all my pastime incarnations, the most beloved are Krishna and Balarama. Any so-called knowledge that does not recognize these activities of mine is simply barren and is not acceptable to...